0: good day fine gentlemen a happy and prosperous trash day to you all I did uh, not take out my trash today believe it or not we're a very low trash household we're into uh, we're into the low trash movement is that such a thing I don't know maybe I'm just friendly to the local raccoon who knows Cody welcome fine sir nice to have you on. Well, praise God, gents. I thought um, today we would chat about something near and dear to my heart. Manufacturing. That's right. Manufacturing consent. I had a, uh, <clears throat> a good chat uh, with David um, last night about the media and ministry and academia domains what is their product what is the primary product of these domains is manufacturing consent culture right what is culture culture is the expected or accepted way expectations of the way of life for the people in an in-group you know you can say the culture of that sports team the culture of that corporation the culture of that people group the culture of that town when people talk about culture they're talking about the 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 ways that things are done and so with culture what are the what makes culture you know there there are there is an institutional dynamic to culture you know two random dudes don't have culture you know Myself and some other guy ran like pick two random numbers on the eight billion on the planet. Pick two random. We don't have a culture, but the moment we start a ping pong table tennis organization together, and we start talking about how we're gonna play ping pong or table tennis, what we're gonna call it, what are the rules, who who are we inviting, how are you allowed to play, how are you not allowed to play, how are we gonna punish the people who play badly, we are now building culture. So cultures are created in institutions. They are created through institutional expectation, ex, uh, institutional vision setting, frame setting. Now on a on a society wide scale, on a on a nation wide scale or a people group wide scale, tribal, a tribal wide scale. You obviously have religion as the number one frame setting uh institution right the church or whatever your religion is in whatever nation you know moral moral law you know it's that whole those four the four things of the four tenets of uh apologetics you know um origin meaning morality destiny like those things are framed through our religion, whatever your religion is. You know, you can be a, I believe in science. And it's like, okay, well, science is your religion and that will frame, you know, well, again, that's a whole nother rabbit hole. But your religion will frame uh, culture to a large extent. Next would be the media, right? The media domain. So by media, we're talking anyone who is is communicating to audiences. You know, so that could be uh, TV, radio, written word, um, it, celebrity culture. By the way, celebrities are a phenomenal form of of consent, of manufacturing consent. You know, if some absolute Chad, you know, this is why the Giga Chad meme is so effective because you know, some guys talking about something, and you post a Giga Chad meme in in the comments, you're saying that this absolute freak of nature, handsome Chad jawline. 180 IQ machine gigachad approves this message. You know that's why they 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 get random sports stars and random actors to be like I approve this pen or like it's you know literally endorsements is what they're called. You're endorsing, you're manufacturing consent of like that's the pen we're all going to go and buy because some cool guy or hot girl or whatever. Has this thing. Celebrity culture is a huge tool. Uh, It's the same with sports. You know, tons of dudes rail on sports ball, and, you know, sports ball is rotting our nation, and sports ball is the devil. And if you watch sports, you're gay and fag. To the extent that it is controlled by the wrong tribe, I agree. I agree. However, we should control sports ball. You know, people should watch the Super Bowl, not on a Sunday, on a Saturday or a Friday night, whatever. And before each game, there should be a mandatory, everybody kneels before the Lord Jesus Christ and recites the confession of faith in God. And every player is required to have John 3.16 under their eye patches. And it's like, that is literally the power of sport. You can, you know, everyone's like, oh, the politicization of sport. And it's like, yeah, because it's a tool. It's an absolute tool for manufacturing consent. You know, young kids, who do they look up to? Sports stars and action movie celebrity actor people. So whatever they do, whatever they endorse, manufactures consent for a way of life, for a culture. You know, if if some absolute handsome Chad of a sportsman or, or absolute handsome Chad of a of a movie star gets married to his high school sweetheart and they have ten kids. And he, uh, he's just an upstanding gentleman and he wears a suit and he, uh, walks the granny across the street and he lives in a small town and he, he, uh, has a fatwa against big box stores. He only shops with mom and pop neighbors. And we celebrate that. Like right? we put it front and center everywhere. Like, oh, this guy's lifestyle. This is how we should be living. Then all the, all the young kids, that's how they want to live. You know, that's how they want to live. You're manufacturing consent. And this is why, so so yesterday I, I just put out a tweet. My wife and I were just uh, in the coffee shop in our little small town. Um, my wife loves Hallmark movies. My wife loves anything to do with relationships and romance. And, you know, it's literally catnip for ladies. It's it's cocaine for ladies. Like the romance novel genre is basically printing free money. Maybe Maybe I need to write a romance novel. I don't know if I'll be good at it, but it's like, I don't know, stick, stick some romance, stick romance on a book and sell it to ladies. But so my wife and I were just chatting about that, you know, like, what is the Hallmark trope? What is the Hallmark um, storyboard? What is the Hallmark? What is Hallmark manufacturing consent toward? Hallmark takes a 40 year old sex in the city, boss, babe, who's prioritized career and she's worked a little bit too hard and now she's ready to settle down in the country and find Captain America, Captain Small Town America, you know? And so she goes back to the small town for a Christmas uh, dinner with the family and meets Chad. Chad is a 40 year old Hallmark hot gentleman who falls madly in love with her and convinces her not to go back to the big city HR job, but instead to serve the small town with her wonderful career and gift. And kiss at the end, happily ever after. And it's like, that's fake. It's fake and gay. Like, you know, 40-year-old girls aren't, aren't getting Captain America to, to pursue them. And you're not going to live that fantasy anywhere. What? But all these ladies lap it up because it's a love story it's a love story and they they get all the little things that make you feel nice and you know what what is our yearning desire Our yearning desire is for small town life where everyone knows each other and a romance story and family and the festivus you know the, the the christmas season it's all manufacturing consent you know so we were just saying like we need our guys who are filmy arty type guys to make even badly produced, it doesn't really matter because Hallmark's acting is like crap tier. It can be the worst stuff because it'll get better, but you need to be making scripts. You need to be making celebrity endorsements of lifestyles. You know, So you need Hallmark-esque movies where like a young girl is homeschooled and a, a young boy is homeschooled and he grows up and learns to crush and he's, you know, absolutely crushing or whatever his domain is. And the families have a nice Christmas dinner together. And there she is, there he is, arranged marriage, you know. Uh, then they have children and a family. And it's like, oh, what a great, what a great hallmark movie. The, the ladies will lap it up because you're, you're putting a romance story. You're putting a vision in front of them. And it's like, if it's a handsome actor and, and a pretty actress, and you play all the right little tropes and you play on the right little feelings, young girls will be like, that's what I want. I just want to marry Chad and be his wife and have his babies. And, you know, all the young guys are like, yeah, I'm just going to go crush and then marry Stacy. It's like, it works. It's perfect. It's perfect. You're manufacturing consent. So anyway, let me get, let me get to all you fine gentlemen in the chat. Drongo. Good evening. Fine, sir. Copper star. All Hell Musk. (laughs) Our new media czar. Afternoon, boys. I don't know, man. I might have to play my African American contacts here. I'd be like, "Hey, hey, man! Yeah, African American, African American. Let's. Uh, can I get some? Can I get some sweet verification, please?" Los, welcome, Fonse. Chris, building cultural wealth. Praise God. Or another way of saying is you are capitalizing your cultural values, making it easier to work together and to cooperate, which is the crux of social evolution, Darwinian theory. Yeah, it's really good. Capitalizing your cultural values. It's brilliant. Let us alone. Welcome, fine sir. I'm Canadian. Chris, uh, who cooperates the best wins the fitness test of life. You make more value through cooperation than you do through plunder. You produce more capital through cooperation. You produce more cultural wealth through cooperation. It's tribalism, bro. We're... Cooperation is the institution. An institution is a bunch of dudes cooperating toward a goal. That's exactly it. You know, our lie of our society is individualism. You know, you read a lot of kind of Christian, old Christian philosophers talking about the family being the smallest building block of any civilization, of any polity, of any nation. The liberal worldview that we were all born into is like, no, 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 it's the individual is the smallest uh, building block of civilization, and so all all past institutions were built to pursue the interests of families. You know, how do we protect our families? How do we uh, how do we gather resources for our families? How do we make sure our families have peace and prosperity so that our children can go and have families? That's what every institution was geared toward. Now all these institutions are geared toward the individual. How can we have peace and prosperity for the individual? And so you have to break the family bonds to get to the individual because a man's role and a woman's role are different in the family. But if you take them down to individualism, you know, individualism is the first androgyny, you know, because you're like an individual woman is equal in rights to an individual man. It's like, they're not equal in role. They're not equal in duty. They're not equal in ability or, or, or strength or, uh, telos, you know, whatever big brain words you want to throw in there. <clears throat> and so cooperation is, is non-existent to an individualist's world. Uh, David, welcome. Fine, Ideas are more easily rejected when they feel new or alien. The more exposure, the more readily acceptance is given. Repetition, man. Repetition is everything. It's exactly this, uh, two things, repetition and, um, foreshadowing, uh, or I'm trying to think of the other pacing, pacing the window. So often, you know, like, like for instance, you you can see this, like, I don't watch news anymore. I don't watch mainstream talk show stuff anymore, but, but so much can be gleaned because these guys are, these media guys in the media realm are, masters of their craft they're masters at manufacturing consent right that's why the media realm is is such a big deal in our world they have mastered the art of the psyop and of of npc uh control and culture making so what you'll see on on a talk show you know you'll get three or four guys together and you'll have one guy on the panel be like I'm going to play the bad cop. I'm going to play the bad philosopher. I'm like, you know guys, we should really, you know, for, for instance for us if we wanted to 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 paste the window uh on let's say on women uh being in the home, right? you you have one guy who plays the bad cop, the bad philosopher on the panel. And he's like, you know, guys, I really think women shouldn't be in the workplace. I think it's a travesty. You know, I think women should be at home. They should be mothers. They should be wives. You know, it really is just a terrible thing that, that women have to go and work. And the other three guys on the panel will be like, that's outrageous. That's shocking, Kevin. How dare you say such a thing, you know? And they'll feign outrage because what this does is it gives, it gives the listener um, comfort, you know, because if, if this guy puts forward something that's outside their window, and there's no pushback, you quit the TV show. You're like, I'm not watching this garbage. My, you know, I'm I'm an egalitarian, you know, and, and I'm not watching this garbage. But because the host or the other two panelists are pushing back, you feel represented, you feel comfortable, you know, and they're like, hey, Kevin, you you misogynist, how dare you? But then two or three shows later, you know, they're like, you know, I was really thinking what Kevin was saying because he's 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 paced the idea. He's put the idea onto the platform. You know, I was really thinking what Kevin was saying. You know, I, I don't agree with Kevin. And, you know, I don't agree with him. But, uh, but uh, you know, ever since uh, I, I've been thinking a lot about this and they'll, and they'll start discussing what that bad philosopher said and start discussing and, discuss- and now the repetition comes in, right? They needed someone to bring, someone to pace the window and bring the idea in outrage at it to give comfort and then they repeat it and repeat the argument and repeat and repeat and then eventually there's repetition and you can then start changing like people are not comfortable with it right that guy who's watching is like there's been an awful lot of talk about women being at home rather than in the workplace you know and, and then they have a panel on and and um you know they can be very adversarial but they can pace they can pace the ideas and then slowly repeat, 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 and start bringing a positive light. You know, a positive light of like, hey, you'd never believe it, but uh, we've had some statistics come in that shows you know that women are uh, being abused in the workplace, uh, that they receive less money in the workplace, uh, that uh, you know, hey, women in the home are happier. You know, there's more, uh, the, the men are happier, the children, uh, there's better scores for the children, and you start you start now bringing in experts to now discuss the positives. These guys are, these guys are phenomenal at, at pacing the window and, and moving that Oberton window. Archangelus, welcome, fine sir. <laughs> WTF, I love football kneeling now. Praise the Lord. Yeah, it, it's just, everything's a tool. Everything's a tool. You know, it's just who owns the tool, who is wielding the tool. Sports ball is a tool. It's not going away. It's very effective. We want to own the tool. We want to control the tool. Scotch Cuban, welcome, fine, sir. Uh, I like moving the NFL to Saturday and getting rid of all college sports. Young athletic men won't be going to college anyway. Get paid at eighteen. Yep, praise God. Uh, and you know that's a it's a it's a terrible um, state of American sports compared to the rest of the Anglosphere sports. The club system, you know, like in in England, the club and the club cricket, rugby, football, uh, soccer. Uh, system in south africa australia you know we have club rugby not college rugby or or franchise rugby so at 18 you just go play for a you know you're working your job or you're going to university or you're doing whatever you're doing but all the lads go and play for their local club you know like the town that the the city that i was in after school there were like four rugby clubs so you had your choice and uh, yeah, you you go make mates and you you play club rugby or club soccer or club cricket. Um, yeah, you don't need this college because what what this does as well, it suppresses sports as an active part of your life. You know, I'm sure there's tons of dudes who would have played recreational whatever American sport you play, but because it's it's only college leagues and only all of this stuff as far as the way up, tons of guys miss out on the enjoyable. Friendships in an all-male space, blood sports, especially. And that's it. It's all about vision. You know, so that's what I really wanted to hit on today about manufacturing consent. Is we are, as men, visionaries to our institutions. You know, the institution of your family, the institution of your church, the institution of your business, the institution of your local local area, your institution of your tribal, whatever tribal institutions, your domain. We are visionaries who are bringing other people along. We want other people to consent to our way of doing things, to our way of seeing things. You know, we want to hold the frame. What happens to most of us is we keep watching every all these other visionaries, these huge big mainstream media guys, church guys, academia guys. Academia is a huge um, culture machine. You know, whoever teaches the children, that's the way they will go. That's the culture. And so it's all about bringing a positive vision. Now, not only do you want a positive vision of like, here are the oughts. Here are the things we ought to be doing as men, as women, as Christians, as whatever your nation or tribe is. Here are the things that we ought to be doing. Then what you do is you use church, you use media, you use academia to start uh, rewarding the guys who have positive testimonies of the vision you know so for instance at church it's like oh, we'd just like to uh, recognize uh chad and stacy who have uh, brought their last child home from public school and they're now a full homeschooling family and the whole church claps. like oh, yeah bloody chad yeah what a boss <laughs> you know it's like you're you're giving public recognition you're giving public reward honor of people following the vision likewise in media right who are the people who go to award ceremonies? Who are the people who get celebrity status? Who are the people who get platformed? It's people who are following the cultural zeitgeist, right? You're being patted on the head for, for being a normie, for following the norms. You're being promoted. You know, same in academia, in, in the school system and the university system. How do you get promoted is by being a someone who follows the vision that is set out for the institution. So rewarding... Rewarding positive testimony is huge. Punishing negative testimony is huge. Shaming people, right? Correcting people publicly—it's—it's it's an important part of culture creation. You know, that's what the newspaper is. It's just one big shame machine. It's one big cancel canceling machine, rejection machine. Cop Star, I volunteer to be the bad cop. Of anyone's panel. Well, sir, I'm just outraged. And Canadian, I saw a tweet. Easter was a pagan holiday, and Christians memed it and took it over. Time to make all sports seasons into Christian festivities. Yeah, exactly that. You know, it's it's all about and, and this is the other thing, right? It's the whole Jeremiah thing. I think it was Jeremiah. Excuse me, theology bros. But the guy who who he takes out 400 uh prophets of Baal, absolutely crushing. And then he gets a bad report, right? He gets bad media that Jezebel's going to come and kill him. And so he runs off into the wilderness alone. He's like, God, I'm the only one. And they're trying to kill me. That's how all of us guys feel when we listen to media, listen to academia, listen to the the fake churches. We feel like we're the only guy. We're the only guy who's illiberal. We're the only guy who's who's trying to build God's kingdom on earth. We're the only guy who's... You know, it's like, God, I'm the only one. And they're trying to kill me too. And God says to to Jeremiah, he's like, hey chap, uh, you know, I've got 7,000 other dudes who haven't kissed the ring or bowed the knee to Baal. Go back, go back to where, you go back to your domain, go back and crush. There's 7,000 other dudes. Chaps, all of us, it's common to all of us. None of us want to die alone. None of us want to die alone. That's the most blackpilling, despairing thing. Like if you're the only one, you know, like this society is going to hell in a handbasket and we're the only faithful. And it's like, no, 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 Jeps. if you knew that there were 7,000 other dudes absolutely crushing who thought, you know, it's, it's the same thing. Like, so I love, you know, messaging and having calls with all of you guys, but it's like, like almost every guy I, I meet through this is more based than me is more right wing than me is more exemplary in their testimony of the vision than me. And it's like, praise God. Like, praise God. This is so exciting. It's so encouraging. It's like when you, when you're on the call with other dudes, you're like, oh my gosh, we're winning. Like we're winning. And the media, their only power is deception. Their only power is to deceive you into killing yourself, into going into despair and nihilism and stuff. You know, they take the little 1% of absolute degenerates and 1% of absolute nut job liberals. And they're like, see, this is the norm. This is the normal. Cause that's all they platform. All they platform is crazy whack job psychos. And you're like, oh, all of America are crazy whack job psychos. I alone am left, Lord. <laughs> and they're coming for me. And it's like, they don't even know I exist. They don't even know I exist. God is on my side. God sees me. I'm God's guy. Go back and crush. There's 7,000 other dudes. Man, that's super exciting, you know? So the, the big thing for us to understand, I don't know where I was going with this, Canadian. Oh, is memeing things, right? So the big the biggest thing about this is realizing there's so many there's so many of us. Like we are the majority. We are the moral majority. We are the the identity majority. We are we the only reason we're not domin, dominant, dominion taking, the only reason we're not in charge of the institutions, the only reason that we are subjugated or indebted to hostile institutions is because we believe it. We believe that we're 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 weak. We believe that we're um defeated and all this kind of stuff. So we need to be producing media. We need to be producing ministry and academia frame. We need to be manufacturing consent that uh ah, listen yeah all you NPCs you need to lay down lay down your knee and and confess Christ because uh hey, this is, we we're winning. We're crashing. We need to be putting out positive stuff all the time because it's like chaps this is a propaganda war you know you've seen it with all of the stuff going on in europe but it's like it's all propaganda everything is propaganda um it's the same for us where we are right now we are in a civilizational propaganda war and morale is is whether you win or lose. You know, if you're feeling up, if you're feeling ascendant, if you're feeling like God is on your side and you're blessed, there two or three lepers who are like, well, uh, we're going to starve, uh, so we might as well just walk out and see if there's food at the enemy camp. And uh, and they walk out there and God has routed this army because the army became petrified. They, they, they became convinced that they were condemned or cursed or whatever, and they fled, you know? Uh, there's a proverb that says the righteous are as bold as a lion, but the wicked flee when no one pursues. It's all about morale. It's all about, do you believe you're blessed or do you believe you're cursed? You know, and we're blessed chaps. We are so blessed. You know, our mindset has to be this thing of we are ascendant, you know, even in the desert, even in the prison, even when it doesn't look like things are going our way. It's like chaps with God, we're a majority with God. Like chaps, I don't know how God's going to do it, but you know, like I feel sorry for all these all these clowns you know the wealth of the wicked is laid up for the righteous the the wicked flee when no one pursues like i I feel sorry for all these clowns you know we are we are ascendant but you don't know that if you listen to their frame you don't know that if you fall if you outrage and fold to their frame that's all satan's a journalist all he can do is deceive and discourage, deceive, discourage, deceive, discourage. And then we're like, oh, I'm so discouraged. I'm so, it's like, you're deceived. You're deceived, brother. Like we are, we are the ascendant. <clears throat> UnCanadian. let's pick a month for Amish history month. That would be quite something. I am going to go and visit. He may be Mennonite because we had a phone call, but I, I called Samuel and I'm going to go pick up some, some sweet milk. Tomorrow. Maybe I'll have to video this. Samuel, would you like to be on a podcast? <laughs> It'll be very fun. I think he's got like ten children based. James, welcome, fine, sir. I will fight for college football. As long as that college doesn't accept ladies, I think we're I think we're good. And as long as it like cuts eighty percent of its curriculum and just does like hard stem and actual man things. Find the ablest and most based man among ye and make him Dean. Copper Star, I was gonna play college baseball, but I wasn't going to college, and I suck <laughs> at baseball. Many such cases, sir. <laughs> I don't think I can even hit a fastball. Or a slow ball, even. Like, yeah. DBG, welcome, fine, sir. Elijah, thank you. Yes. Uh DBG, this is why everyone was tempted to look into the seeing eye stone palantir. In Lord of the Rings, it showed the viewer future possibilities, but Sauron would twist it to the darker possibilities to blackpill the viewer. Mm. No black pills, gentlemen. <laughs> Let us alone. No more pessimillennialism. My man, put that on a shirt. Praise God. Alrighty. Let's see what I had in my notes. Oh yeah. So demand making right? Part of vision setting, part of holding the frame, part of Overton window shifting is demand making. What are our demands? You know, we've chatted around about it. Like uh, our demands are, are for our interests. You know, is it okay to have interests for our group? You know, again, myself and some random guy start a ping pong company, a ping pong organization. What are our interests? Our interests are to play the best ping pong the world has ever seen. Th- that's our interest. So we're gonna pursue our interests. Now you have to start making demands, right? So now we need to start calling around and we need it, we need to to find a venue to have our epic ping pong tournament. So you need to start calling around for for, for venues, you know, and it's like, well, that's not demand making. It's like, no, it's demand making. Like you're you're putting your your what you need onto someone else, and you're like, can you fulfill my demands? You know, I need a venue for 60,000 people to watch myself in the sky play epic ping pong. You you make demands to pursue your interests. Now put that on a tribal scale, put that on your family scale, put that on your church scale, put that on your local economy scale, your, whatever your tribal institution that you and your friends are building. What are the interests that are dear? What, What are the interests that this institution is serving? You know, so for instance, your marriage, your, the interests that you are serving are the Lord's, right? So this marriage is to honor the Lord. This marriage is for for fruitfulness and multiplication. So then we're going to have children. The, the interests of our children, we want the peace and prosperity of our children's children. We want to lay up an inheritance for our children's children. We want our children to fear the Lord. We want to uh, teach our children the way they should go, that they, they would not depart from it. These are our interests as a family institution. So we're going to pursue those interests. We're going to make demands toward those interests you know, getting married, you're making a demand of a lady, you know, like you're basically making a demand that she become your wife. But if you never, if you never make the ask, if you never make the demand, then you never build the institution. And so liberals are, are phenomenal at demand making, you know, they're like, we need all the guns gone. We need all the whites dead we need all the babies aborted. We need all the ladies HR'd. We need all, you know, th- they make these huge demands because they're pushing the window, right? And then and then the little conservative, you know, the little nice guy Christian was like, well, we can't, you know, we can't, we, we don't want let, to let go our guns because that's our interest. But, okay, fine, you can ban bump stocks. You can ban Bad looking guns, you can ban automatic guns, you can, you know, and, and you acquiesce and acquiesce, acquiesce because the demand is so outrageous that you just settle at the middle because you didn't make a demand. So, like, the middle is like our demand is like no. And in fact, we want universal gun ownership paid for by the state, just like we have universal health care paid for by the state. We want universal gun ownership mandatory paid for by the state. And they're like, What? Oh my gosh, but that's a demand, right? So now. Instead of meeting at the middle of banning all these random things, it's like, you're a monster. You want, you want 12-year-old children to own guns from the state? And it's like, yes, that's my demand. So now it goes back to nothing changing. Nothing changes because their demand wasn't met. Your demand wasn't met. Perfect. But if you don't make a demand, they get half of their crazy demand. You know, that's why it's not enough just to say like, oh, stop abortion. An abortion. It's like, no, like you need capital punishment for every doctor who's ever done an abortion. You need capital punishment for every woman who's ever done a boy. You need capital punishment for anyone who's accomplished a a doctor, anyone who's accomplished a, uh, a a woman, you need capital punishment for anyone who's ever funded, uh, who's ever given a donation to that organization. And people will be like, "You monster! You're a monster! You're." Yeah, and then you're like, "Okay, now let's negotiate. That's my demand. Now let's negotiate." So we have to get that way with all of our institutions. You know, whatever your institution is, what are the interests that you're pursuing? Because that is the frame that you're gonna you're gonna p- manufacture consent toward. You know, if there's a bunch of unhinged ADIQ drug posters calling for capital punishment of everyone who's ever even uh, looked at a at a inside of a planned parenthood. A lot of people are going to be like, this is insane. You know, these guys are crazy. It's going to stir up some outrage, right? It's going to stir up some outrage. And then we need to, to push the gas. You need to uh, repeat it and repeat it. Repetition, repetition. And then you can have some nice guys in suits who look nice and speak nice and they can talk it back. You know, they can talk it back to like, okay, look, those guys are crazy. They're unhinged. You know, they're just pacing the window. How about we just settle at bands? You know, we just settle at at you can't do the thing here and we'll call it quits. And then it was like, you know, if you've done enough of the repetition of these of these unhinged ADIQ drug posts, then it's like, okay, we'll settle at that, because it's less extreme than this. You know, that, that's the the whole thing of manufacturing consent is these crazy outlandish demand making. And then you have some guy who who is the voice of reason and walks it back to halfway but it's it's inch by inch they get their window they push their frame they manufacture consent for their thing we're like now like no one thinks no one thinks no normie uh cares about abortion no normie cares about homosexuality no normie cares about uh inflation no normie cares about gun rights no normie cares about you know, name your random thing that is against your interests, that would have been common sense to our forefathers. It's been so pushed and paced. It's been so consent has been so manufactured that now all the normies consent to it. It's okay. Like it's okay. It's part of, it's part of our culture. Drongo. Yes. Rewind university curriculum, 800 years. That's it. You know, there is, there's, there's a, there's a place for big brains. We need these big brains to all chat and have big brain theories together. It just can't be in, it cannot be against the interests of your people in place. And against God. Kodiak. I can't stand Hallmark. My mom loves it around Christmas because she was the 50 year old that married the millionaire widower. Wow. Good for her. She, uh, she was the hallmark trope, um, and I think I think you are in good company, Fancier. None of us can can stand hallmark; it's unbearable. Let us alone. Christians are taught by most pastors that the worst it gets for the culture, the better it is for them. No more handling over handing over our inheritance in Christ. All things are ours, including institutions. Yeah, and and that's where history is so important. You know, so many people. Uh, this is where deception and discouragement are so powerful by academia and by media and, and, uh, the church. If you do not recount your history, if you do not retell your history, if you do not celebrate your history, you forget, you forget that it was your forefathers that started those institutions. You forget that your forefathers started those institutions for your good for to honor the Lord, to, to pursue the interests, that are not being pursued today. You know, that's why like, you know, if you do a deep dive into the founding fathers, if you do a deep dive into the church fathers, if you do a deep dive into your tri- your own heritage fathers, you're going to be like, no is." Like no is like, "I never knew that." And, you know, it's the same with the Bible. Like if you don't if you don't know what's in the Bible, you don't have access to what God affords you. Same with our institutions. Like if you don't know who started the institutions and for what interests you know, you're just going to be like, oh yeah, that's theirs. Oh yeah, that's theirs. Oh yeah, that's theirs. It's like, no, a bunch of parasites took them over. It's not theirs. Copstar, university for the aristocrats only. Lower classes going to school has been the death of the West. Look at you, you reactionary. I think the, uh, the aristos, not a lot of the Aristos went to university either. I think they just romped around. It was the clever boys who went to to university uh, from the aristocratic classes. I'm sure you're probably right. I'm trying to think of the saying like, "You have one child, you know, your oldest son for the throne or for the for the inheritance. Uh, another, another for uh, another to go be in the church. Uh, another to go be in the army." Uh, there's some saying. Anyway, I botched it, but hey, you get the point. Cody, I'll battle any man at double table, doubles ping pong. i never played double table. That's pretty impressive. <laughs> Cody, two tables, four men, spikes and sets. Welcome. I think we should do it. We will have a tribal ping pong challenge. Ulfric Durinsen. Welcome, fine sir. They love making demands that aren't feasible. Because they like to make false promises to their voting base. Yeah, that's the other thing of making huge demands, of of going big, is that your base loves you, you know? If you have some based king who's like, We're gonna, we're gonna meet all your demands, we're gonna meet all of your interests, we are gonna, you know, we're gonna build the wall, we're gonna deport them all, and we're like, oh, we love this guy, you know, because he's gonna he's gonna make all of our our interests. It's of course that it plays to the base, you know. And it's like most politicians, you know, this is where eventually, when we get into the uh, the painter's coffee table book, he talks about the the need for big brain, visionary idealists. Uh, but then the the political pragmatist, the pragmatist knows we're never going to reach the ideal. He has to make compromises. He he has to negotiate. He has to break a few eggs to make some omelets and so you're not going to ever get to the ideal but the ideal is important so we've got to keep pushing toward the ideal speaking about the ideal repeating the ideal because the ideal is your mythology the ideal is your folklore the ideal is your cultural north star and it's up to the pragmatists the political pragmatists to kind of get us there in a in a very fallen earthly way uh, chris positive repetition is positive hypnosis definitely you know, to a certain extent, we we all want to be hypnotized. You know, we all want to be told what to do. We all want to have like some giga chad show us the way and we will just follow the way, you know? I mean, in essence, that's our Lord, you know? Um, and so it, it's the same in every institution, you know? And there goes our libertarian, what we've been programmed as white boys, what to do. How dare you tell people what to do? Everyone has a voice. Everyone should have... Essay. Don't tell them what to do. Let them be inspired to do it themselves. It's like, no, like this is my institution, this is how we do it. That guy's got high honor. He will tell us how to do it. Thanks. Cheers, brother. Copper star demands mandatory gun ownership, refuses to elaborate. As long as you do it over and over again, just I demand. <laughs> I demand universal M16. Tyler, welcome, fine, sir. Ulfric, I believe what you're talking about is the Pavlovian fence. Make a demand your way, that's extreme. So the compromise is middle of the road. Yep, exactly. Dave, welcome, fine, sir. Hit the like. Well, thank you. Ulfric. A lot of howdies. Praise God. D.V.G., this is what happens when you don't recite the kings and queens of England. It's a, it's, again, it's like, man, reading, uh, reading old Churchill's history of the English speaking peoples, it's like, it's marvelous. You know, it's marvelous to see where your heritage came from. And it's like, you know, none of us are part of the royal family or the royal line, but how they have impacted, you know, they are an institution of our people. Now, whether you agree with him or, or not, like I would far prefer a based, you know, a based new house you know, um, if we're going to have a regent system, but, but just to have the history of like, okay, this is how the Anglo world came into being was through this group of, of, of royals, through this group of aristocrats, through this group of bankers. It's, it's phenomenally clarifying as to like, oh my gosh, this is the, this is the Genesis. This is the, the engine of my culture is my history and how it all plays out to today and how it all affects today. Best guitarist, welcome, Fine Shredder. Yeah, so here's, here's another one. Consent is a valuable product. That's why it's manufacturing. You know, manufacturing is so important. Frankly, we need our manufacturing back, folks. Small town America, we need cottage industry. We need small town industry. We need our manufacturing back. It's the same for manufacturing consent. There's a reason they pay all these talking heads $10 million a year or a month, whatever it is. There's a reason Twitter is worth... 50 billion million dollars. There's a reason, uh, you know, all of these kind of sports celebrities and all the stuff get huge money for just to wear a coat or to sip a cup of drink. Manufacturing consent is a valuable product. Now, the problem on the right is there's so much, there's such, what's the what a lack of vision on the right. For the value of celebrity, for the value of sports ball, for the value of talking heads, for the value of uh, ministers, for the value of academics, you know, because and and rightly so, we we have skewed the. the here's the reaction: the right wing reaction is against the very perpetrators of our cultural decline—churchmen, media men, academic men. So of course, the right wing are going to react against these classes and be like, they are, they are the enemy. They are, the clowns are all sitting for the most part in the church, media, and academia. And so we want nothing to do with them. Unfortunately, we throw the tool out with the bathwater. The tool is important. You know, academia is an important tool. Media is an important tool. Church is an important tool. Right wing Chad bodybuilders need to pick up these tools. become brilliant at them so you've got to see the value in something before you'll pick it up and be like oh i actually want this it's mine now so here's the deal we need cottage manufacturing again we need cottage consent manufacturing again we need as many christian men as possible to be pushing to be manufacturing consent in the ministry domain, manufacturing consent in the media domain, manufacturing consent in the academic domain. You need to literally think of it as what I am doing is worth $10 million. You know, I may not be at that scale. I may not be at that talent level. I may not be at that infrastructural scale, but what I am doing for the Lord is the equivalent of what some absolute talking head fag is doing for some mainstream institution you need to see your role on social media your role at your church your role at your men's group your role at your hobby your role at your business your whatever institutions you have manufacturing consent is literally worth 10 million dollars a year like that's the price tag you have to put on manufacturing consent that's how important and valuable your work is you know it's it's like saying it's like saying uh car manufacturing you know car manufacturing is worth 200 billion dollars a year well i'm gonna start manufacturing cars you know and it's like ah scott if you just make a car in your barn you're not a car manufacturer you're a lopper LARPA. you're lopping you just you just talk car manufacturing but you're just a lopper and it's like no Japs. i am t- i am taking sovereignty over a domain that is hugely valuable. You know, I will not be controlled by a $200 billion car industry. I will not be subject to them. I am manufacturing my own. Now, if if my little dinky manufactured crap-ass one-talent vehicle that I made works and it gets me around, then maybe my tribe will be like, that's oh, not bad. Uh, that's, that's pretty decent. Uh, how much is that? And I'll be like, oh, it's this much. And it's like, okay. And now, you're, now maybe you're manufacturing two cars. You are using your talent for your domain. This is the, the the domain of manufacturing consent. It is hugely important, chaps. If you can get into academia, if you can get into ministry, if you can get into media and just give your one talent, or maybe you're a hundred talent, man, God bless you, inshallah. We need to be manufacturing consent toward our interests. You know, even, even for you chaps who are in economy and government, in your hierarchies, you need to be slowly pushing the window. You need to be slowly put, you know, because because the guys in in economy and and, poli- in, and politics often you have to kind of be a grey man. But there's still ways for you to push the window. So you need to find them, manufacture consent. Copper Star, my view bounces between your view of Neo Amish and Yaki's idea of Imperium. I'll have to read into Yaki. uh, The only reason I know of Yaki is that there was a based gnome account who has since gone to be with our Twitter forefathers. He has long since been banned, Uh, but his thing was called like Francis Yaki's gnome or something like that. Anyway, he was very based. So there were some based things if he was a direct um, apprentice of Yaki's work. Bass guitarist, uh, the guitar companies have all gone anti-white. I'm going to start that guitar custom shop I always wanted. I've built them before. My fine sir, inshallah. God wills it. God wills it. <clears throat> DVG first car model, <laughs> the Stange. Second one, Firehound. I don't know that I... Uh... Gentlemen, you do not want me tinkering on your cars. Due to the diligent... Teaching of my father-in-law, I can now change my oil, but that's about it. I can change a tire, but that's about it. I will not be building cars. I will be manufacturing consent. I'm far better at that, frankly. Alrighty, one more thing. Words are powerful. So labeling, anchoring. Words are powerful. So if you had to, um, if you had to find all the trigger words, all the powerful words, you know. So if you had to. If you had to, so for instance, here's a great insult, right? For men, you know, if you had to call someone soft serve, you know, that that's that's a hard hitting trigger of like, he's soft serve and that's pretty hurtful. You know, if you had to call a guy incompetent, if you had to call a guy weak, if you had to call a guy a coward, those are all like very heavy triggering words, you know, amongst our, our guys of like, if you had to say, ah, that's fake and gay, you know, that's a very triggering, heavy, powerful linguistic label. We need to get very clever, very good at labeling things that we don't like and labeling things that we do like. You know, when you call a guy, ah, what a king, what a Chad. Those are, those are powerful words within our context. When you call a guy, um, wholesome, you know, uh, uh, retweeting like, this is wholesome content. Those are words that are powerful. They appeal uh, to our interests. So you have to find These labels, you'll see that with, with the news, you know, headlines that come up in your Twitter trending or whatever, blah, blah, blah. like always just notice the little keywords, the little, uh, labels that they, they put the adjectives that describe things that they will put in, into headlines and things like that. Headlines are very effective. We need to find ways of conveying information in, in short, powerful meme format, you know, I always laugh about uh, the big brains. They'll have they'll have these huge, big, long essay threads or they'll, or, or theses or whatever. And, and I'm sure all the other big brains enjoy enjoy all that. But the majority of of normies, they want bullet points. They want ATIQ. Now this, you know, I'm sure you've seen that, that like 30 second video. Uh, <laughs> it's like straight up propaganda, but it'll be like, you know. They'll take like bullet points of, and it's like total rhetoric. Like none of it's even true, but it'll just be like, this guy kicked a dog and he is white. And it's like emotional music and some images. And now this, it's very powerful. That's very powerful. You know, we need our guys manufacturing bullet point stuff, manufacturing short video stuff, manufacturing headlines, manufacturing label words. It's incredibly powerful. You know, this whole groomer thing has been very powerful label, but you've got to go deeper. You've got to you've got to keep on doing it. You can't just jump on the meme once and be like, "Ha, I did." It's like, no, we need to keep manufacturing. It never stops. Manufacturing consent is like showering, no days off. It never stops. You, we have to be. We're in a word war, a propaganda war. Our our fight is not against flesh and blood normies. Our fight is against clowns in institutional. Propaganda, psyop places. So praise God. I think that's all I had. It's been fun, gentlemen. Cody, being anti-white is just nasty. It really is. It's unacceptable, actually. Copper Star, the twenty twenty-three Stungay best-selling car for rural Indiana for three months that one year. <laughs> I actually sold out of stock. <laughs> I'll, uh I'll be in the buggy industry horse and buggy you know those those amish I wonder, I wonder if there's some big boy amish manufacturers who are like the leading buggy you know who's the tesla who's the elon of the amish buggy industry that would be an interesting this fascinates me well gentlemen it's been fun i appreciate all you all you chaps and um, i hope you all are having some plans made for the weekend. I uh, pray God's richest blessings upon all of you and your institutions. And we shall see you. I may do a stream tomorrow. We'll see. Otherwise, we shall meet again on Monday. God bless you, boys. Have a great night.